0: Don't you Date Me? A podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how I'm still single, even though if you jizzed in a cup and made me keep it for several days till it got hard and you wanted me to sprinkle it on all my food, like nutritional yeast, I would do it. <laughs> how gross. You don't know me. <laughs> this is such a strange introduction, but I always try to say something nasty up top. During the episode at the end, I'm just a little nasty bitch. Okay, I'm just (laughs) explaining myself to my guest. His name is John Kim. He's known as the Angry Therapist. He's got a book called I Used to Be a Miserable Fuck. And he's got a company called Journey, which helps you on your journey. (laughs) It's John Kim. Hello, John. How are you? Is that a
1: true story with uh, the come in a jar? Are you making it? No, no.
0: I kind of just say uh, uh, it's. <laughs> I say I'm single, even though I would do this awful thing if you right, asked me okay, to do man, it. You
1: rotate the awful thing,
0: yes. Man. But in real life, I don't think I could do that. Yeah, That's yeah. disgusting. Sprinkle
1: it like a like yeah, pepper.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I could really do it because it just doesn't really have a flavor. No,
1: but it's got protein.
0: Does it? Yes. Like real protein, like or real is that pro- like? Yeah, simif- and I
1: think people. Um, um, no joke. I think they put it on their uh, faces. Oh because it's good for your skin I heard because ah. of the protein in it.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Oh, I think I've heard about semen facials.
1: Yeah, like like legit facials, yes. not like not what we see in porn, but But
0: like where are they getting it from? Is there oh, yeah, a I donation don't know. center I who's don't know. who's doing that? If
1: I wanted that on my face, I would know where it's uh, I would know like I'd want to know where it came from and
0: Yes. Yeah, I would like to know if it was ethically sourced.
1: Right. Gras, grass-fed.
0: Organic. You know, where were they stressed as they came? Exactly,
1: exactly. I want to see the uh, the DNA. I want to see where it came from. What that person's skin's like.
0: Okay, John. May I ask yes. why did you coin yourself the angry therapist, or did you have clients who were like, "My boy, he angry."
1: Yeah, he. Um, I no, I used to be angry in my twenties. I was angry because I was unhappy. Um, so ten years ago, I went through a divorce.
0: Okay, and then
1: um, I kind of just had to start my life all over. And at the time, Tumblr was popular, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't know what to do with my time, and I didn't have any friends. Uh, my mom bought me this little MacBook, because Korean people, they just buy you things, Korean parents buy things when you're hurting. Oh. That's, yeah. They gave me, uh, they wanted to give me their forerunner, I was like, I don't need that, I need a hug. <laughs> but she bought me this little computer, and uh, I was like, you know what, what if I started a blog for me, mm-hmm. and uh, I called it The Angry Therapist, and I didn't think anyone would read it, and my very first post was called My Fucking Feelings, mm-hmm. and... I just started talking about how heartbroken I was. And then I think people thought it was interesting that a therapist was talking about his love journey. Mm -hmm. And so I didn't know that at the time, but I pulled the curtain back. And they're like, oh, here's a therapist talking about his feelings. That's weird. Interesting.
0: I think it's so funny that people think it's interesting because I think people put therapists on a pedestal. Mm. Where they're like, they're helping me. So obviously their life is better than mine. They have it more together than mine. And that's, and that's not, not true. the case. No, 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 no. They just went to school to be right. able to learn, to give you tools to help right. you. Sometimes it's hard to apply it for yourself.
1: Yeah. You know, like Phil Jackson can take the Lakers to the, the world championships, but he mm-hmm. can't necessarily throw free throws like. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So,
0: Absolutely. So
1: you're a coach, you're a catalyst, you're a guide. Um what I don't like about uh, the, I don't know what, it, what, what you want to call it, the socialization of the therapist is that um, we're supposed to be very private. Mm-hmm. And so if you ask me a personal question in our therapy room, if you're my client, yes. I would flip it on you and say, you know, I wonder where that's coming from or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, by doing so, I'm not humanizing myself. And so I think that's why people think therapists are, you know, this shining, like perfect mm-hmm. relationships and they don't have feelings and, you know, they have all these tools. Um, it's not true. We're human. We go through mm-hmm. our own shit. We just, we're not supposed to show it. I That's, decide to show it. <laughs> I like
0: that. My therapist also humanizes herself. Mm. Not that she tells me a ton about her life. Right. I don't know very much about right, her life. Right. But if I have a problem that we're trying to work through, she'll tell me a story that applies to me yeah. from her life.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but then it does flip back to me. To you, right. Uh, but in a not in a sneaky way. I don't want to say she's like tricking me into being like, oh, right. I thought about it. And we arrived at this answer. But it it's helpful for me to have somebody who has a conversation with me. Yeah. Because I've had therapists yep. who just go, yes, OK. Sure. And that made you feel. And right, why right, are you right. asking me that? I'm like, because I'm curious. Yeah. yeah. That's why I ask. Yeah. Why and anybody, they, and, the and they
1: just kind of become a cardboard cutout. Yes. Yeah.
0: And I like my therapist because she's not a cardboard cutout. Yeah. She has feelings and I tell her things and sometimes she'll just go, that fucking sucks <laughs> until we can fig- right. she figures out a way right. to help me through it. I and sometimes that. it happens in that session, but sometimes she like sleeps on it. And then the next session has a really beautiful thing to say to me right, right. that helps me and makes sense.
1: I, you know, I've been listening to your episodes and you seem very pro-therapy. Oh, you love it.
0: I think yeah. everybody should be in therapy. I think the government should give you some sort of yeah. stipend yeah. to have a couple sessions a year. I don't think it's healthy for you to only tell your friends your problems, right. or if you're in public, a stranger. I've had so many people just lay their shit on me, and I'm like, oh, I don't. We're on an airplane. I've right. never wanted to know anything about you. So, yeah, I'm a huge, huge supporter of therapy. Why do you
1: think people don't see therapists that much? Do you think it's a stigma?
0: I think well in the black community specifically, it is a stigma. Well, Asian
1: too, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Koreans, yeah. So
0: maybe, yeah, it's a stigma of people of color because I think we're told to be strong, to persevere, yep. Yep. pull yourself up, and there's something wrong deal with, with your you, own shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. there's something wrong with you. Why are you on medication? It's like, oh well, it truly has helped my life. Right. That's why I'm on it. Right. Uh I've done different cocktails with my psychiatrist. And truly I'm on Vyvanse, which is for my ADD. And then she just prescribed me uh, vitamin D pills because I think I'm uh, a little, I have a little seasonal depression. Yeah. So when it's not sunny out, I go, why are we all alive? But when it's sunny, I'm like, I love living. So she was like, let's get some vitamin D in you. Let's see how that works. Oh. As opposed to like Wellbutrin or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. I like that too. I like that she mixes... Natural stuff Natural with, with medication. Yeah, yeah. So it truly is just like you got to find the person who fits you. And that might take a while. Sure. I just got a, a DM from a nice friend. Uh, I don't know him, but uh, he was. He said he's been on a journey trying to find a therapist for like 10 years. Wow. Uh, and that is a long time.
1: 10 years is a long time. <laughs> Very long
0: time. Uh, and I was trying to think of advice to give this person. And I think my advice is like, you got to look at the people around you. If no one is like you, it might be hard to find somebody that's easy to talk to. Like if you live in a very tiny town and maybe you're queer and there's no queer people there, that might be hard. So you have uh, a text service with Journey? Is that what you were saying? No, mind? I I, I oh. text
1: people myself under oh. the angry therapist. Oh, okay. And then Journey is a uh, coaching company that I have uh, that's a startup and that's its own thing. It's bigger than ah, me. Ah, okay. So that um, it's it's a separate, but it's the same in that that we are all trying to help people help people and uh, change the temperature of wellness. And, mm-hmm. and even like, you know, therapy um, um, with my story, uh, showing myself as a therapist has been kind of like taboo. You're not mm-hmm. supposed to. And I think with the explosion of wellness and now coaching, um, you should show yourself. And it's okay that uh, that people care more about who you are than the letters after your name. Mm-hmm. So um, I champion all that. I think it's um, all about humani- humanizing yourself now.
0: So when people – is it just your clients you can text you or any person can text Oh, you? I
1: just text uh, – it's through my web- website. It's a service. I just text oh, everyone. what's your website? Yeah, uh,
0: so there you go. If you want to text them, <laughs> you can text them um so you said you were married and got divorced 10 years ago yeah uh how long had you been with that person for about how long,
1: five years and how long were you married I was married for five and then we were dating for another four or five so like a total Ooh. of nine almost a decade yeah that's a, that's long, a long long time. time that's a long time it was my um first biggest imprint
0: ah. when we came to love and divorce is hard yeah uh, was it Do you mind me asking, was it a mutual thing or?
1: No, I don't mind at all. Uh, She, 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 she divorced me. Ah. It started as a separation,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but I think she knew. And so the soft blow was the, you know, let's separate. Ah. Um, And then it was a divorce, but there was no pushback from me. I just feel like it uh, exposed. We got married young. We were kids, Mm -hmm. man. It's that sticky, crazy, uh, you know, unhealthy, selfish love that Mm -hmm. when you you lose yourself in someone else. I I in, looking back it was the best thing that happened to me because I went from kind of like child to adult or mm-hmm. boy to man uh, like because of my divorce um you just have to sit with yourself
0: mm-hmm. look
1: at your own shit um and when you're in a relationship it's hard to do that. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying?
0: Absolutely. So
1: breakups or divorces or expired relationships right after I think it's the um I think the soil is the richest. For growth. Mm -hmm. If you decide to look inward. Now, if you decide to do other shit, like if you're now (laughs) going and just, you know, whatever it is, debauchery or drugs or whatever, Mm -hmm. then of course, there isn't growth there. But if you really uh, review the the plane crash and look at the black box and why it happened and, and what's your take in it, not in blaming the other person, then there's an opportunity to actually like grow from it, you know?
0: How long do you think it takes someone to get over a breakup? Oh,
1: man. So I think it's different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's a, a set time. I, I think it depends on how uh, crazy or intense that relationship was that you're mm-hmm. coming out of. Because um, the other thing is, I think a lot of people mistake intensity for love.
0: Mm. So just
1: because something was intense doesn't mean that it was healthy. Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. So
1: some of my most intense relationships were uh, in my earlier days, you know, 20s. um, But those were also probably the most unhealthy.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, And then we start trying to trace that blueprint because the feeling of it we remember. But that doesn't mean that that has legs for a relationship that's sustainable,
0: Mm. you know.
1: And so we end up chasing this like feeling, Mm -hmm. this dopamine. And uh, we end up going, the only thing changes is our faces. And we just keep chasing after the same shit, and then it doesn't work, and we're like, maybe we should kind of peel the onion instead of going after the lightning. Oh, I like
0: that. Yeah. Peel the onion instead of going after the lightning. Layers. I think I go after the lightning a lot. Yeah. uh, Because, so my parents, backstory, my parents are dead, Mm -hmm. and my mom died when I was 16, my dad died when I was 21, so I know I bring all of that baggage into relationships, and... I do not like being vulnerable because when you're vulnerable, that's inviting someone to hurt your feelings. So I think in relationships, when I'm finally vulnerable, I immediately latch. So like if you see any of the real me where we have a normal conversation, I'm not doing bits and I'm like, oh, you enjoyed that. You like that. You you like that I'm loud and fun and uh, even when I'm just trying to talk to you, I'm like, oh, this is my person. I have to I have to keep them. And then when they go away, I get, like, really sad because yeah, I'm like, you still get to live out in the world and I never get to see you again.
1: Well, not only that, but you just put all your chips oh, yeah. in by showing yourself. Yes. And if you're someone – see, like, I mean, I don't know you, but from the outside, you actually look like someone who is very vulnerable. But as a performer and comic and all that mm-hmm. – um, I'm sure there's vulnerability in that, but you're talking about a different vulnerability. You're talking about intimate. Yes, right,
0: like intimate, like like
1: show someone who you really are. Yes, not that you're being fake, but like deeper there's different levels layers, to right. me. There's layers. Yeah, I'm yeah. an onion. Yeah,
0: I present a lot of my personal life and I talk about it pretty freely, but there's like a ton of stuff that I don't talk right, about. Of um, like uh, during sex, I like I used to not like to look at someone in the eye because I was like, oh. what if they see inside my soul and they know <laughs> all of my right, thoughts? Right. But then I started looking so at did people. So you just close your eyes or you just did I would either close my eyes oh, or so. you get behind yeah, yeah, yeah. me and I'll stare at that wall. Right, right, right. But I've been learning to just embrace it and connect with someone. Yep. And it's okay if we don't connect again. So I've been uh. trying to... Uh, be a little bit more forthcoming with people I'm with. Sure. Because I started thinking about it. I was like, huh, if I'm always closing my eyes and they're staring at me, they might be thinking, actually, I don't know. I don't I don't want to, you know, philosophize what somebody else is thinking. But I was like, maybe that makes them uncomfortable. But then mm-hmm. I was like, am I comfortable? So I was like, let's get comfortable. So that's what I've been trying to do.
1: Well, I'm on this journey, speaking of sex. Um, so I'm very highly sexual, a mm-hmm. sexual being. Um, But at 46, I'm now interested in something deeper. Mm -hmm. And it requires things like eye contact and slowing down and exploring and all that. And, um, you know, in my 20s, it was just about skin hunger. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm actually uh, interested in what we're talking about, which is like, talk to me, <laughs> look yes. into my eyes, let's, like, let's try, um, let's try exploring instead of um, just getting the, um, the finish, the high, mm-hmm. the dopamine, you know, and, and, and I'll be honest with you, it's terrifying.
0: It's very, yeah. very scary. And it's not
1: something we're used to. No. You know?
0: Uh, especially now, cause I think everything is so fast paced. We're all looking at yep. people's social yep. media and you're like, yep. oh my God, everyone's doing fun things. Am I fun enough? What's happening? And then. I've been saying this on the podcast, but, like, it's very true. Like, I'm truly just looking for someone to sit Mm. and, like, watch TV with and not have to worry about talking. I can send them a meme and they giggle. And then maybe we talk about it, but maybe we just keep watching TV. I just want someone to be comfortable with.
1: Well, not only that, but comfortable with when you show your true self. Yes, right. Not not the the stuff that you do for work, I guess. Yes. Yeah.
0: And then I also, there's so many layers to what I want. Like I also need someone who understands that if they come see me at a show, they're jokes, like they're just jokes. Right,
1: right, right. That
0: maybe they did something that I made a joke about, but...
1: They don't take it personally. Yes. Yeah. So you're talking about a secure man. Yes. (laughs) Which is what you're going to need because of your lifestyle and what you do and all of that. Um, because I think also men can get intimidated.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So like the double edged sword of of um, women today who are like badass and entrepreneurs and independent and doing their thing is there's now a wave of men who who say they wanted these things mm-hmm. and now that that women are these things they're like oh they're like, shit oh, I don't
0: want this There's too much or they're
1: not secure enough or they're intimidated or mm-hmm. there's a competition thing going on.
0: Yeah, you know? and that would bum me the fuck yeah, yeah, out. Yeah, like. Yeah. Uh, if someone was comparing their success to my success. That's, well, then it's a tug of war. Yeah. And it's not, <sighs> That seems not exhausting. Low. Yeah, yeah. Have you been on dating apps at all?
1: Uh, I tried. So I've been mostly in relationships. So after, oh, okay. after the marriage, it's always been, you know, three years here, three years there. Um, so I've probably been in maybe six relationships. Mm-hmm. But there was a, 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 about a year of um, dating. So I played around with a few of the apps, mm-hmm. um, maybe like four years ago. And I learned that... Uh, I think dating is dead. <laughs> Seriously. Because I remember when uh, I grew up in like, you know, um, the 90s where mm-hmm. you had to ask someone out. I had the six disc charger where I, had to, I, I put in my songs that I wanted to play on the date. Mm-hmm. Roll up to her house. Open the door, make reservations. And, you know, like wash the car. You got all excited uh-huh. about it. Now it's like literally meet me. Like I see a f- picture of you. Meet me for coffee. It'll be like five minutes. You're going to be evaluated and judged, right? <laughs> yeah. And compared to your like pick and all of that profile. Um, and then there's this thing called ghosting now, uh-huh. where people just like you're basically very you're like condiment, you're like a, we're like a salad dressing. It's just mm-hmm. baseball cards, you know. And so there is no real dating now. It's like uh, like roulette, or it's very strange. It is yeah,
0: so weird. It's also I think it's weird, but it's all I've ever known. Like uh, I've I've right. never right. you've never truly had a date where someone like picked me up.
1: Is that a generational thing?
0: I think so. Yeah, yeah,
1: because you're young
0: uh, or maybe I I'm not sure. Yeah, because you're
1: you're you're in your I'm early thirties,
0: thirty two or oh, thirty three. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so Don't you're you know uh, you're millennial. Won't look it up. <laughs> uh, but so yeah. you grew
1: up with technology. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's all you know.
0: Uh, well, I'm yeah. I mean, I think we got internet in my house at like. 12 when i was 12 or 13 yeah but that so, was just, you yeah. weren't dating then no i wasn't yeah, dating thank yeah. god i wasn't dating no. then um but yeah the only time i've ever had like a dude pick me up from my house is after we've gone out a couple times mm-hmm. like the steps to intimacy now or to dating now are <laughs> confusing yeah because you go out you fuck and then you're like maybe we'll fuck again and then you fuck like four times and you're like Maybe I'll tell them more about my life.
1: <laughs> so you, you front-load the fucking yes. Yeah,
0: but I, think, I don't think I'm alone in this. No, everyone. Yeah, I think it's so insane that it's, like
1: it's become the kind of the cultural landscape.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I don't know why it's like that. I it it's very confusing uh, because you fuck a couple times and then you start to get to know the person. And then you make a choice like somewhere down the line if you want to like go out with them during the day. Because I don't really do like coffee dates. They seem weird. Yeah. They seem like interviews. Yeah. And I do enough of like I have to go on like generals and meet producers and stuff. Yeah. yeah. That it feels so it feels like work if I'm meeting you during the day for just a coffee.
1: So what are your dates then?
0: Like a drink.
1: Oh, at night. Yes. Night stuff.
0: I used to do dinners, but that is a long commitment. It is. Because if the food doesn't come quick... Well, it's uh, an hour with
1: someone. Yes. And if there aren't sparks...
0: You're stuck there till you're finished with dinner. Yeah,
1: but what... So I guess back in the day before the apps... If you had the balls to go ask someone out, that that means that you really want to hang out with this person. Yes. So there's investment there. So the dinner is actually a nice payoff. Yes. Now it's like because we're not even we're seeing pictures of them and yes. filtered and stuff. Um, there's a lot of filling in blanks, and so I guess the dinner you're afraid of that because you don't want to spend that much time with someone.
0: Correct.
1: So that's why there's more. That's why dating's dead. Yeah. So then, if, so if you don't want to do dinner, then what do you? I guess a drink. I you guess you go for a yeah. drink
0: and then. If it's fine after one drink, you go, all right, let's get another Uh, drink. so you got
1: little notches, the rounds. Uh
0: Like, uh, (laughs) I've been on a couple dates where I've had two drinks and been like, oh, boy, I have to wake up very early tomorrow. Mm. Uh, But don't they
1: get more attractive as you have more drinks? No.
0: No, they get worse. (laughs) Okay. I wish that was a true statement. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-mm. They get worse because then I'm, like, more real. I'm like, I, you, everything about you is stupid. <laughs> and uh, you've never said one interesting right, thing right, this right. entire 20 right, minutes. Right. I have to leave. Yeah, dating apps are truly just
1: awful. So you're not looking for love right now, or are you? No, no, I think— You're I looking think for a companion.
0: I'm looking for a companion who I'd like to fall in love with. Right. I'm trying to realize that— uh, Intensity is not love, which I think is a hard thing. Yes. Because I'm a very... Yes. You when like I was, intensity is what you're telling yes. me. Yes. And when I was little, I was called an extremist. Ms. Gizzy called me an extremist oh. because uh, I used to write very big. And she's like, I need you to write smaller. This is too big. Oh. So I wrote so small so she couldn't see it. Oh, so I was interesting. like, you want it smaller? <laughs> I'll give you smaller. And then she was like, you're an extremist. And I was like, huh. I guess... That's what I am. Wait, wait,
1: wait. What grade? What grade was this?
0: This was fourth grade.
1: Oh my wow! This so you're pulling really out <laughs> you're pulling out an old imprint. But here's this. Well, uh-huh. I'll bet you, I'll bet you that whole her, Miss Gizzy, or whatever her uh-huh. name is, saying that you're an extremist at, at, uh, when you're in fourth grade. There's no way that you have not carried that with you in some way. Oh,
0: I absolutely yeah. have. Yeah. So in my brain, I'm like, it's either uh, we love each other or I don't oh, like you at no all. There's no middle. Yeah, there's, there's very no much no middle ground.
1: Well, then that means the stakes for you are very high when it comes to dating.
0: Correct. Very, very high. Oh, shit. It's awful. It's a terrible way to live, and I don't know how to change it.
1: We need a new dating mindset. Well, first of all, if you do find love, what happens to this show? (laughs) Is it done? Oh, no.
0: People have said this, and then during meet and greets, I've had people be like, I never want you to find love because I don't want it to end. And I'm like, this is the most selfish thing a person has ever said to my face. (laughs) Uh, But I wouldn't change the podcast uh,
1: well, you would just start talking about what's honest to you in your life. Which yes. Is, yeah.
0: But honestly, I don't think I would talk about my partner until we were oh, right. a year or two into right, it. Right. Because it feels unfair to put that weight on somebody to go, so we're dating and I'm going to use all of this as content. Yeah, that just doesn't seem no, fair. No, no. And I've had relationships in the past year who I really liked that person, so I didn't talk about them at all. Right. Or like maybe I said a couple of nondescript things. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't talk about them for a while. But I think it's okay to talk about like people's experiences or my past experiences. So uh, there's a lot of things to draw from. Sure, so I wouldn't of course. end it, right? Uh, but I do ask the question at the end, would you date me? The answer would be, well, I'm with somebody, but it's a hypothetical now.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> it, goes, it goes from literal to hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. It doesn't change anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. I would
0: keep doing it because I think love and relationships are so oh, interesting. Yeah.
1: Well, not only that, but even if you, you did fall in love or, or you were dating someone or whatever, um, you, you still don't know. You still are learning and growing. I mean, there's, mm-hmm. you know, like it's, it's, en- it's endless. There's yeah. no, there's no answers.
0: I'm a different person than I was a year ago. Yeah. Yeah, like uh, I was listening to a very early episode of the podcast and I was like, I've grown up so much sure. in the last, I think I've been doing this for two years, two years. It's crazy.
1: It's a therapy too.
0: Yes, it yeah, is. And it, it for me, it's been very helpful to talk about stuff. I think talking about love and relationships and the mistakes I've made, because I've made so many, yeah. uh, I think that's been very therapeutic, and it helps in addition to my actual therapy.
1: I think also, um, and and women, I think mature faster than men in the sense that they turn the corner faster. Mm-hmm. So I think around thirty, early thirties, is when you actually start asking yourself some important questions like, mm-hmm. what I really want, who am I, why do I do that? Like these don't come till thirty. You know, 20s is just exploration debauchery. 20s, my
0: 20s were so stupid. Okay, (laughs) we have to take a break. That's N U U L Y dot com. Newly with two U's with code DATEME20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that. Everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. Now more than ever, with supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org/future. That's PlannedParenthood.org/future. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babble.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babble.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we're back. Yeah, my 20s, I made so many of the most insane choices uh not that i'm making perfect choices now but i'm doing a lot of things now that are like controlled chaos yeah <laughs> if you will uh that like keep me safe like i used to hitchhike in my early 20s when i lived Holy in new york shit. which is not gray
1: also, when you say hitchhiking, so if you you know were raised in your 60, in the sixties, that's fair, but not yeah, but not, not, as, a, not as a millennial. That's not not, not, not <laughs> in like two
0: thousand eight <laughs> no, in New York City. you should City. be in a trunk right now. Yes, <laughs> there were so many things that should have happened to me, but didn't because for whatever reason I'm supposed to be here. Uh, but yeah, if like a dude cat called me, I'd be like, "Where are you going?" And they right. would tell me, and I'd be like, "Let me get it."
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But I was poor, and I loved an adventure. Wow. So, would you consider yourself a serial monogamist?
1: Yeah, I think so. I'm a hopeless romantic, mm-hmm. um, um, and I've I've pretty much only been in relationships. Uh, the longest I've been single was after my divorce for about four years, mm-hmm. but I was single on purpose.
0: Ah, yeah.
1: Which, by the way, is the title of my new book. Is it? Was that tacky?
0: No, <laughs> yeah. that's how you're supposed to <laughs> okay. do it. Yeah. I watch um, a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race, and RuPaul will shoehorn any promo for oh, anything yeah. she's ever done on the show. It was just and so I obvious, think it's right there. <laughs> so smart. I'm writing a book right now, and I've put oh. so many promotional things for other things in the book. In the
1: book, right. <laughs> like, layer it. What, wait, what is your book? An autobiography or what's the— No,
0: it is A Self-Help Guide for Fat Women. So the title oh. used to be Very Fat, Very Brave, The Brave Girl's Guide to Being— Wait, no. Very Fat, Very Brave, The Fat Girl's Guide to Being Brave and Not Suicidal in a Bikini. But no wow. humor books have the, the word suicide in right, it. Right, right. And they were worried that people would think I was making fun of suicide. Mm. And I was like, we don't get the joke in this— So now it's something even longer.
1: (laughs) I think it's peanut butter and chocolate. I like the fact that it's funny, but it's also substance. Dark. Yes. Yes.
0: And for me, like if you, I mean, this podcast sometimes goes a little dark. Uh, uh, My stand-up goes very dark. Uh, I spend the first 10 minutes of my set talking about uh, cities I've been to where I've been overtly uh, had racism happen to me. Right. But I make it funny. Yeah. Like you really like you're laughing, but like I hope you go home and you're like, Jesus Christ. Like, I can't believe all of these microaggressions happened to this woman. Like this right, is crazy. Right, right. And I talk about, like I've talked about Appleton, Wisconsin so many times on this podcast and I have a joke about it in my act and people are like, well, I'm from Appleton. I'm really sorry you had a bad time there, but like everyone's great there. And I'm like, "Mm, maybe. yeah." But I did five shows and one of them yelled something racist at my feature and they yelled at me. And for me, five shows, three days where I was disrespected nonstop. I don't like that town.
1: I think the ability to um, find funny in dark Mm -hmm. is therapeutic. Yes. You know?
0: Yeah, the first jokes I wrote were about my parents' death, and yeah. I was twenty-two or twenty-three when I first tried those jokes. They did not go well uh, because everyone else was twenty-two, twenty-three, who all had parents. Right, right, right. So they were they like, can relate to you, yeah, yeah fully. Yeah, they were like, yeah. no, no, this woman, she's <laughs> sad. Uh, I don't know about this. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's. I think it's very therapeutic sure. to make sad things into something that you can laugh at. Uh, But then sometimes audiences don't get it. Yeah, of course. I have a joke about this man who accused me of pickpocketing him on an airplane. Mm -hmm. And then I wrote responses back to him that are like real sassy. True reads. And the last couple of times I've uh, done that joke, people in the audience are like, ooh. And I have to stop and go, guys, he was racist. Nobody actually said these. This is my fantasy. Are we all on board? Right, right, can right, I continue with the right, explained. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, everyone is a, a little whatever. Sensitive. We don't have to get into that. Yeah. Uh, but when you're so you've been in many relationships, what is a thing that a woman can do that makes you go, Yes, I want to date this person?
1: Mm, um, so my answer today is very different than it was, you know, 10, 15 years mm-hmm. ago. Um, I'm going to say uh, aware of self. Ah. Like, not only um, – because to me, that's confidence, you mm-hmm. know? Um, a knowing of yourself, what you like, the ability to ex- express yourself. Um, and and even, like, in the bedroom. Like, mm-hmm. what you want, what turns you on, what you like. To me, that's sexy. Um, and also, you know, uh, knowing your, your defects and your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. So this is a vulnerability piece. I think um, vulnerability is sexy. I think uh, someone showing themselves unapologetically and saying – you could love it or not, <laughs> love me or mm-hmm. not leave me love me, but this is who I am um, because it takes so much courage to do that.
0: I agree. But then sometimes I'm like, you don't got to show all your colors. Not so on the
1: first date, no. That's, I watched that's, that's, this that's, show yeah, yeah.
0: called 90 Day Fiance. Do you watch it? No. I mean, Okay. There's this woman on it named Darcy. And Darcy has cried on every single date with this right. man. Tom, that she's dating. And I was like, okay, I'm all for showing all of your colors. Right. But you cannot be that insecure that you're crying at this man, begging this man to love you. Right, right. I think maybe she needs to go on a self-journey of self-discovery. Sure, I think
1: there's a responsibility in showing yourself. Mm-hmm. So there's a difference between like verbally vomiting on someone. Yes. Or showing a side of you that you're scared to show, but you're doing it anyway because it's you want you, you you want to you know mm-hmm. embrace your story and, sh- and share that with the person but just like vomiting or making it about you all the time i mean that's mm-hmm. not that's not
0: yeah that's I, not vulnerability that's I think yeah people get that confused yes yes they're just like well i'll just tell you my whole deal yeah or let me just tell you everything
1: confused. i'm thinking it's like no mm-hmm. like no, yeah, yeah. that's not showing yourself mm-hmm. that's not what i mean yeah yeah um but that in in communication fair yeah
0: what i think Yes, I think you're right. I know I don't, in my friendships, I let things fester for a little bit until it, like, boils over and then we're, like, in a fight. Sure, yeah. So, So, well, that's
1: the extreme, maybe. Yes. But we don't, we're not, we don't practice this. Like, we should grow up learning, there should be classes in high school where you can actually practice self-expression. Yes. And telling someone how you feel and boundaries and all that. And so, we go from zero to 60, and especially Mm -hmm. if you grew up like me, where, you know, I I was never taught any tools and- and, and modeled anything. And so it's like expressed by what do you mean? So I used to go from zero to just throwing chairs. Mm-hmm. And I used to be very angry and unhappy and explosive and reactive.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and at 46, now I'm finally more um, responding instead of reacting.
0: It is but interesting it <laughs> that we don't teach people how to manage emotions. Um
1: no, we learned geometry, which we never yes, used.
0: I've nobody's ever been like, what's the hypotenuse of yeah. this? And I'm like, whoa, well, right. I'm so glad you right. asked. Right. Uh, but yeah, like my mother was a person who she was very comfortable with her emotions. She was a spiritual, religious person, mm. and she liked to talk and she liked to ask questions about how I was feeling or why I did something. So that was very helpful in my formative years. Uh, And then my dad's side of the family was very different. Mm -hmm. They were very much like, we don't talk about this. Uh, We're very quiet. Like, I did. So I, two years ago, asked my grandpa how he met my grandmother. And then my aunts and my uncle were like, yeah, how did you meet? And I was like, what? How do you guys not know this? But it's because they don't really yeah, talk about yeah, their personal yeah. life with their family. Yeah. And my grandpa was like, well, I was in a gang. And I was like, what do you mean you were in a gang? <laughs> you're from Barbados. What were you, stealing coconuts? What kind of gang were you in? <laughs> uh, and then he didn't like that joke. Uh, <laughs> my grandpa doesn't think I'm funny. Aww. It's a real treat. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I lately, the older I get, I've been like asking just more questions yeah. to them because I just like I want to know they're getting old. They're not going to be around for very much longer I mean, knock on wood, they'll live forever. Honestly, I think my grandpa will outlive me. He is like a cockroach. Mm. He's going nowhere. Yoda. Uh, I say that with lots of love. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think are good tools to enter a relationship with?
1: Oh, man. Um, Okay, first, I think tools are acquired through um, just going through our shit, Mm -hmm. therapy, whatever. I don't think you get tools over the weekend mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. i think uh because self-betterment you can't
0: just go to home depot and pick up the tools or for a, a seminar
1: or t- take a yoga class like mm-hmm. I, I think because self-betterment has become cool now there's a kind of a crust forming, so there's a lot of people wearing the t-shirt a lot of people saying a lot of talking heads you know mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure people think that about me um but until you've actually gone through the journey and like have done quote-unquote the work as i say in, in mm-hmm. my my work my work my line of business um It takes time. And so when you say tools, it feels like a light switch, like, oh, he just got picked him up at Home Depot. Mm -hmm. But no, I think uh, we're always acquiring more and more. And I think that uh, you have to have gone through some shit, whether it's a divorce or parents passing or Mm -hmm. whatever it is, uh, for you to actually um, obtain some wisdom and some stillness and some looking inward, you know. And I think that's where the tools come from. Not like reading a self-help book and being like, oh, just do this and this Mm -hmm. and, you know. So, yeah, it takes—God, it, it's hard. Relationships are hard, period, you know?
0: They seem hard, but, like, I just really want to be in one. Oh, no,
1: of course. Well, they're, I think they're worth it. I think—I mean, what—so here's the thing about life. If you get something from a relationship that you can't get in anything else, mm-hmm. like— it doesn't matter how successful you are or how much money or what kind of – like, you. the closeness, the vulnerability, the, um, the um, intimacy, like, mm-hmm. you know, moments, like, that kind of shit, like, hitting those high notes of love. Like, you can't get that from your friends. No. You can't get that from parents. You can't get that – you know, you can only get it from the person you choose to love. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why um, we're willing to fight and look and get hurt. I mean, that's why everyone wants it.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: I think the biggest misconception is that it's not a feeling. It's actually built. Mm. So, it's not like, oh, this person is amazing. And yes, there's a honeymoon and all of that. But I think relationships that are sustainable and healthy are actually built. Meaning, okay, now I know that we like each other. Mm-hmm. But I also see your dirty socks. I also mm-hmm. know we speak different la- love languages and, you know, our sexual, whatever. There's an incompatibility there. And th- and then it's like, okay, now let's do the work. Let's build mm-hmm. something. And that takes a lot of um selfish uh, selfishness it takes a lot of looking inward Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of um taking ownership like what am i bringing to the table that's my piece not yours Mm -hmm. um all of that and that's that's exhausting (laughs) just talking about it's very exhausting
0: exhausting. yeah Yeah.
1: and that's why i think a lot of people um don't last past you know whatever a couple months or Mm -hmm. a year you know it's i think especially today where we're like fuck this i got choices Yes. (laughs)
0: And with dating apps, I feel like people, we have endless choices. Yeah,
1: but I think that's a mirage.
0: Mm, I mean, we we,
1: we do visually. Yes. But I think that if you really go out there, are there a lot of quality people that you connect with that you're willing to invest in? No. See?
0: And I think that's another hard thing that I have when I'm like, oh, my God, we've connected. Because I don't like very many people. Mm.
1: Uh, So you value it when you do find a connection? Yes. Yeah.
0: Uh, And I I feel like, because I've been hit on a lot lately in my DMs, and I think people (laughs) are just like, whatever, come on, let's date. I'm like, oh, no, no, that's not, I mean, I might sound like I'll date any old person, but Mm. if I would date any old person, I would be dating someone right now. Do you
1: think that their intentions are in the right place, or do you just get a lot of DMs because they're like, I think she's funny. I think she's mm-hmm. successful. I think like, or you think it's like a challenge for them to like, I
0: don't know. Yeah. I don't really know what people's intentions are. Well,
1: that's what must make it hard for you because if you don't know what their intentions are, you're going to be more on guard. Yes. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Like, do you like uh, me or do you yeah. like what's, what's? Yeah. it's very confusing. Sometimes I was having a conversation with this dude who he travels for work and lives uh, in a different state and I was like, oh, I come to that state often. I'll actually be there in November. And he was like, oh, yeah, how many shows are you doing? And I was like, I never mentioned I was a comedian. How did he know? Because oh, <laughs> well, I never. I don't know who knows me. Right, right. And it's insane to assume somebody knows who I sure. am. That's There's too many people in this world doing entertainment and doing whatever. Yeah, and then the internet and Instagram. Yeah, all, it's, yeah, that would be yeah. – I would think so highly of myself if I thought everybody knew who I was. And then I have a picture of a dildo in my <laughs> dating profile. And he's like, oh, you're not a traveling dildo salesman uh, who does shows about him? And I was like, oh, that was funny. But still I'm like – so I said to him, I was like, I didn't know if you knew I was a comic or whatever. And then he never responded. And I was mm. like, I don't – no, I don't know. It's, uh yeah, people ghost on the apps. They ghost after you meet. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. <sighs> you know it's, what it, it's doing, though,
1: because I have a lot of um, mostly female uh, post-30 that don't like that shit, and they're turning it inward. So they're so sick of the ghosting, the, uh, the whatever, dick pics, whatever that's happening mm-hmm. out there, where they're now um, starting to lose faith.
0: And yes. now they're
1: like, is something wrong with me? And I think yes. that's when it gets dangerous is when you start not using dating tool, dating apps as a tool, but you're using it as a measure of your worth.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I was doing that for a hot, hot second. I mm-hmm. was like, "It must be me." Yeah, but then I learned that there's a thing called the Elio score where you are like scored on who you swipe on and mm-hmm. your pictures and stuff. So then they match you with those people that they think are good for you. So I'm like, the algorithm's yeah, already yeah. fucked. If yeah. that's a thing, if you are trying to right. be a matchmaker, that's a, that's a crazy thing. You're a company. Just let people see whoever they want. Yeah. Um, and then I also was like, these are just random people in the world. Right. Who, and they have no reflection on me. Uh, it's hard to be interesting in a fucking text message. It's hard yeah, to be it's, interesting. It's, yeah, just trying to get to know somebody on a like texting. I don't think you can get to know someone. Through no, texting. there's no way. There's no and way. And it's like a so this show nine day fiance. I fucking love it. A lot of these people <laughs> are long distance for a very long time, so they're emailing each other and like video chatting. And I'm like, that's not. I think no. That's that's hard.
1: It's real. I don't. I don't believe in long distance unless. There's a, uh, there's a, you guys are working toward a reunion.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, this open-ended, non- because long distance, when you see each other, you're on your best behavior. Yes. You haven't seen each other forever. Yes, um, It's just not real. It's not how you're going to be if you were actually to yes. like live together. So there's a lot of false advertising. Um, and I think the amount of work and, and connection it takes to build something is in person. Mm-hmm. Because you feel their energy, you see how they are. It's very easy to hide behind words and text and and angles and videos and stuff. And And you
0: can be witty, and you can have a ring light and look better than you look in person. You're just
1: playing your highlight reel, the Mm -hmm. trailer. (laughs) We need to see the documentary.
0: Yes, I fully agree. Yeah, that's all dating apps are. They're they're a trailer for who the person is. And then the person could be shitty.
1: God.
0: Sometimes a trailer's great and the movie's very shitty. I'm glad I'm not in my 30s.
1: <laughs> I'm glad I didn't, I didn't grow up with you guys. <laughs> Damn, it sounds it sounds fucking exhausting it and chaotic. It is very and all of, exhausting.
0: Yeah. It is almost like a second job, or in my case, a third, fourth, fifth job uh, because you have to sit there and you have to swipe through people. Well, it's not then, just that
1: kind of exhausting, but I think I, I don't know if I'm secure enough to handle the um, the no's and the rejections and the ghosting and the oh, emotionally I exhausting. I don't
0: know how normal people do it because when I auditioned for a job, you only hear you got the job. Mm. You don't hear if you don't get it. Right. The the jobs ghost you. Right. And then there's a fun thing where you work out your deal before you even get it. So it will be like, it's between you and four other girls. Here's your deal. And you're like, oh my God, this money, if I get it, I'm gonna buy X, Y, and Z. (laughs) And then two weeks later, they're like, you're like, who got it? And they're like, oh, not you. And you're like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> okay, so we were engaged and then you broke off the engagement right. and uh, we're back to square one. So dating is a lot like that, and I don't know how normal people handle that much rejection. I face rejection literally at least twice a week. But Somebody there's, there's tells a difference no. between
1: rejection from um, work and your ability and performance mm-hmm. or someone rejecting you as a person. Well, they
0: are rejecting me as a person with – Acting and comedy. Uh, it's not personal though. It's not personal. Because it's you weren't looking for me. That's fine. Right. I can find somebody else who wants what I'm serving. But
1: they are rejecting you, you're saying?
0: Yes. Yeah. But with a relationship, it's even more personal because you're like, oh, well. I, I don't know if i'll ever find another person who well that's what i'm saying with their... a
1: relationship you're not yes. hiding behind anything yeah. and also there's no it's like here i am <laughs> yeah no okay
0: <laughs> and it's like oh so i didn't get that acting job great i'll go on tour right there's no like right. oh there, i didn't get that boyfriend so i guess i'll tour the there, world there's, to no, find a there's boyfriend? no business part of <laughs> no. The, yeah yeah it's so frustrating but you gotta keep doing it I if guess, that's what you want i guess
1: well how are things now
0: Right now, I am dating no one. <laughs> um, I've been flirting with this one dude yeah. off of Tinder, but, like, he never says anything interesting, but mm-hmm. that's okay. Uh, and then for a hot second, I was trying to meet somebody on the road, but then I was like, what am I to do? Import him to L.A.? That seems stupid. Yeah.
1: Are you? I'm assuming you travel a lot. Yeah. So, it must be lonely, actually, to travel yes. a lot. Uh, do all your stuff, juggle all the balls, Mm -hmm. and then not have someone to share that with. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, I have a roommate, which is very nice. Yeah. Uh, But he's in a relationship, so he's got that person. And then we have dogs. The dogs like him more because I'm away so much. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't walk him. Uh, (laughs) So it is lonely, but also not lonely, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. The thing I loved most about New York City when I lived there was you could be alone amongst a ton of people. Right. So, like, on the subway, you're yeah. alone. Yeah, yeah, You're not with a friend. Right. But you're with people, so it doesn't feel you. lonely. So I don't ever feel lonely because I have my friends, and I'm right. around people, and right. I'm bopping to place to place doing shit. Uh, the only time I actually feel, feel lonely is, like, after a show alone in the hotel room where you're like, all yep. oh, my friends are sleeping, but, like, if I had a partner they would answer my phone call because they love me.
1: Right. When you crave that, you crave yeah. that connection with that one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <sighs> but, you know, <laughs> it gets sad but then you just gotta <laughs> keep going. Keep going. You just keep going. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the remedy to that would be. Although, I do think 2020 is going to be my year and I will find somebody. Please don't ask why I feel that, but I feel it. Why do you feel feel that? I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's because 2019 was awful. Oh, Uh, was it? Yeah, I had a very bad time with dating just in general. Um, What was awful
1: about it? All the experiences or did you meet someone that you really liked and that didn't work out?
0: Well, I met someone the year before that I liked and it didn't work out. Mm -hmm. And then every person I met this year seemed to be fodder for a joke. Uh, It was like, I just kept having the most insane experiences. Right. Uh, And then this one guy I hooked up with after he left the hotel room, I literally looked at the heavens and said, I don't want any more material. I just want a healthy sexual experience. Right, right. Uh, And I'm sure... The people in the adjoining hotel rooms are like, who is this woman talking to? And oh, you said is- it out loud. <laughs> oh, I screamed it. I was out of- I was like, why? Right. Why is weird shit? Why does it keep happening? Honestly, though, I wouldn't trade my weird shit for the world. Mm. I attract weird stuff. It's fine. Uh it's my life, it's what it is. It's been like this my entire life. Um, but it would just be so nice to have one person yep. who loves me who I got to call and tell, because I like talking on the phone. Yeah, I talked to a couple of friends that I love dearly on the phone a lot. Uh, it would be nice to call that person and be like, oh my goodness, I'm in Iowa, and today you'll never believe a potato was thrown at me on stage. I don't know. <laughs> uh, right. Please don't throw a potato at me. <laughs> That's not... <laughs>
1: The Please potatoes don't do are that. are hard.
0: <laughs> the, that might hurt. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a bag of mashed potatoes. That'd be great. Then I'd eat it. Or like
1: fries. Yeah. French fries, fries are great. Yeah. Throw french fries
0: at me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It would just be so nice to have a like a home base to come back to. Yeah. As opposed to I'm just out in the world.
1: That's what it is. It's actually having that kind of home base. And also when you um, climb the ladder, become successful in the world, you want to share that with someone. Yes. So you want to kind of come back to that home base, your nest, your, you know, and that's what, Mm -hmm. yeah. So 2020 is going to be it.
0: 2020 is going to be my year. I see it. I also think I picked 2020, or not picked, uh, this year was bad, and I was like, well, there has to be a light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, I'm also the same age my mother was when she married my dad. Oh, interesting. So I was like, I don't know, uh, there's that, so I'll (laughs) glob onto that. Yeah,
1: yeah. History Uh, repeating itself.
0: Yes. (laughs) And they had such a nice relationship in a way where... My mother was a pretty ridiculous woman mm. and my dad was a very quiet man who would, he truly would just like stand aside and watch her and just giggle. Or he'd be like, oh, Bonnie. Like he just, uh, I have a joke about it now where I'm like, I just want an exhausted man who loves me. Oh. Uh, but my mother exhausted <laughs> my dad. She would like, right. she would do things that he was like, please don't. And she'd be like, I did it. And he would just go, oh. All right.
1: Did, were they in love? Were they? Did, I think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because after she died, he was the saddest person I've ever met. Oh. Like he was just so sad. Oh yeah. And then two years after she died, me and my sister like both went off to college and like left him alone. And in hindsight, probably should have asked him if he was okay more.
1: Yeah.
0: But he was a stoic person who didn't really talk about his feelings. Sure. So I don't know if we would have like actually gotten answers.
1: Did he partly? Did he pass because <laughs> your mom passed, or his passing was different?
0: Um they both died of heart failure. Mm. So it was weird cuz she was overweight, so she died of a uh, deep vein thrombosis, which is a blood clot in your leg and right. it traveled to her heart and then my dad died of a heart attack uh 2 oh, years mm, no. No, it was the it was like a year to the day that my sister graduated from college. Wow. So sometimes I think he died of a broken heart. He was just like, "All right, I saw her graduate." Let me yeah. get on out of here.
1: Sometimes couples, uh, especially when they're older, they um, when 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 one person dies, the mm-hmm. other person dies very fast, or just mm-hmm. kind of done. It wasn't
0: that fast. Yeah. Sixteen and twenty-one. I can't do that math. What is that? Five years. Five years. Yeah. So Something. five years after my mom died, yeah. my dad died. I mean. I'm looking for that kind of love where if he dies, I go too. (laughs) I also watched a video today where I was like, this is the type of love I want. It was a very drunk couple (laughs) trying to walk up the stairs and they kept falling back down. Mm
1: -hmm. And then uh,
0: instead of helping her, he took her glass, her cocktail, (laughs) and it made me laugh. I was like, oh, this is a treat. I just want to be drunk with somebody.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's about the moments.
0: Are you dating someone right now?
1: Oh, I am. Yeah. Are
0: you happy in this learning, relationship? Uh, yes, I'm this learning is so question. much.
1: Uh, I have a baby coming.
0: <gasps> Congratulations! Yeah, 20,
1: Twenty-three weeks.
0: Wow. Do you know what kind of baby it is? Uh,
1: human. No, it's a <laughs> female.
0: Did you I, pick out a name? I knew it
1: was gonna. I knew she was gonna be female. I just had this vision of. Um, yeah, I've always had this vision of having a daughter and taking her for pancakes in a vintage truck. That's always been playing in my head. And, uh, you know, like her her little feet not being able to... And mm-hmm. shots from the back where we're on the stools on a counter. That's so um, cute. And I've just been obsessed with that vision. And, and then so when she said it was a girl or the doctor, I was like, oh, yeah, of course. Fair. Yeah. I don't think I want kids. No?
0: Yeah. Never? Uh, I mean, I think I would have a kid if... I had enough money that the nanny raised it, and Uh, I swung by every now and again, and they're like, hello, Nicole, and I was like, hello, children.
1: You're also very young, and and things can change, because the person I'm with now, she never wanted kids ever, and suddenly she had over, you know, things change. Yeah, I might
0: want them later. My mom had me late. I think she was 40 or 39, Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. I got time. Um, What do you think I should put on my dating apps to attract a gentleman? Oh, Or a lady. I'm pretty... Are
1: you open these days? Is that what you Are you? Are I you don't so are, are you Sorry. Are you bisexual or you're just like, yeah, I'm, I'm open to whatever now?
0: I don't like to say bisexual. I also don't like to say queer because mm. I do. I'm pretty heteronormative. Right. Uh, but I'm very open to whatever. I call what? it slutty.
1: What? <laughs> I I wouldn't put the slutty on the the profile, but what what <laughs> what, what what is on your profile now?
0: Okay. Currently, mm. it says Definitely a thought, the happiest out there. I'm a known seltzer hog, which I should probably take out. That's a joke from my friend. Uh, then I said, I'm a dark bottom filled with cream, which is another oh, joke geez. from a friend. Uh, then I said, I'm looking for a funny person who, like, gets it. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote, I love to tee. because <laughs> I do love to giggle. Um, I uh, this do I'm reading this out loud to a therapist. It's pretty bad. Uh, maybe I should change
1: it. <laughs> no, I, I think it's great. I think oh, you do. I do, but but I w- I would also um I would encourage you to be more vulnerable on the profile oh, because boy. it's a side that we don't see. So here's a surprise. It's like uh-huh. okay, we see you doing this and the show and all that, mm-hmm. and then someone comes to your profile and they're like, oh shit, she's actually real on it. Which uh-huh. means I should take her seriously because if you if you if you start with um how you are outside Mm -hmm. then they're gonna they're gonna be they're gonna treat you differently I think or their perception of you may be different I mean I don't know Mm -hmm.
0: but do you think it's too much to be like I'm looking for real love because anytime I see someone's profile where they're like I'm looking for real love I'm like you're a fool you'll never find it here (laughs) it's
1: a fool's journey I wouldn't say maybe maybe you're looking for something honest maybe you don't know what you're looking for like whatever your truth is Ah. I would I would be like look I'm dating, but I'm also looking for something honest and real, and I don't even know what that is. But I I'm like on that, that. Yeah, and, that's, and, and then it's like, but you could have a, I think you could be you, of course. But mm-hmm. I, I think if, if that's kind of where you start with, then you're setting the tone. Mm-hmm. And then I think that's going to attract people who are going to um, be more on that level with you. And then, of course, you know, the fun and the jokes and all that. But I think reshuffling what you put weight on. Okay. So not not only the profile but in life. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you're at the grocery store or you're on a dating app it doesn't matter.
0: I like that a lot. I'm looking for something honest and real but I don't know what that is.
1: Mm, don't okay, yep,
0: I I like that I don't know what that is because yeah, I truly don't know what that is.
1: But that's also you being vulnerable. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And I'm saying that because the beginning of this episode I asked you, and you said it's hard for me to be vulnerable in, in the eye contact, and I'd, I'd rather him be whatever behind me and all this kind of. Mm-hmm. So I just that lights up to me, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna. I mean, I, well, I'm not your therapist, but I as a <laughs> as a guest on your podcast, if you want want advice, it would be um, mm-hmm. what would what would vulnerability look like, um, and then how would you take a butter knife to that shit and spread it everywhere? Ah. Because I think there's strength there, and I think that's what's going to be. The cheese. I don't know if it's a cheese that Mm. that comes that that invites this Mm Mister Two Thousand Twenty.
0: All right. I don't know
1: why I said cheese. Mm It's not going to be a rat you're going to attract. Spreadable. (laughs) Uh, Spreadable. Oh
0: yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, I don't Um. really eat cold cheese, so I don't know.
1: You don't eat cold cheese?
0: No, I'm very strange. I only like melted cheese. When I was little, I used to say I don't want the raw cheese. My mother was like, "There is no such thing as raw cheese." Oh, because was cold. "Mm, There is. It's cold and it's raw, and I need it cooked. Very strange person. I still have very strange eating habits. We like all do. I eat everything with my fingies if nobody's watching.
1: <laughs> no utensils.
0: <laughs> I don't. Who needs a fork? You have fingers.
1: Oh, sure, sure.
0: But then you know, pizza sauce will get all up in your fingernails. Yeah. You know, uh, curry soup. <laughs> uh, well, I guess I don't eat soupy things yeah. with my fingers. Yeah, but honestly, chicken tikka masala if it sits out long enough and it kind of congeals, eh, I like it. I'll pull it out with like my little it. fingies. Yeah. Uh, okay, I ask all of my guests this. Uh, would you date me?
1: Yes. <gasps> Ooh! Yes. You seem like uh you know what? You seem like a fun, positive um and, and actually I'm I'm in person, I actually see um realness in you that I don't see of course like, you know, uh, mm-hmm. on that or a podcast or whatever. Um and but maybe it's just a tone of what's happening now. But, like in, in you in front of me here, you seem like like genuine and real, and this is me three Mel. dimensional this, this is me, yeah, yeah, so the answer is yes,
0: yay, yeah, thank you.
1: Yeah.
0: Do you have anything you want to promote?
1: um promotes uh i guess just two things um i'm texting people now i'm fascinated with using technology to create reach and help people so i'm sending daily texts and also um i'm a co-founder in a company called journey it's a uh, uh we certify life coaches and so helping other people help other people is a passion of mine and we're doing it in a very honest way so journey.co
0: yay yeah okay if you like this episode of why won't you date me uh subscribe You could give it a five-star rating. And if you send me something nasty hitting on me, I will read it out loud. This nice person said, The wholesome part of me wants to bake you gourmet chicken pot pies and feed them to you with a golden spoon. But the real me wants to spread your perfect chocolate pussy and perch up on my face, giggling and letting me lick and suck on on you till completion while you dine. While your sweet pussy nectar this is long coats my lips and warms my throat the hot creamy pie filling is dripping on my titties because of your explosive orgasm as you ravenously ingest my culinary savory sensation the perfectly brown flaky pasty crust lays a dusting on my belly and you bend over and suck up all these leftovers on me like a quiet Dyson vacuum spit them back into my pussy and I'm also (laughs) stuffed like a perfectly golden pot pie then we lay next to each other in the most perfect lazy 69, and you eat the pussy pie filling out of me for your second helping, and I flip you over and look up your sweet butthole as dessert. Cheers! Hope I see you in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. That was too long. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. <laughs> has been a team cocoa production who doesn't love a classic chocolate chip cookie famous amos has been making them since the 70s 1975 to be exact with semi-sweet chocolate chips and a satisfying crunch it's everything classic in one bite-sized cookie and fans couldn't get enough that's right you'll find our original recipe the one you know and love In every bag of Famous Amos original chocolate chip cookies. Find Famous Amos anywhere you buy your favorite snacks. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile.
1: We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network
0: today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com.